time right now is 8.30. Good Friday morning. Welcome to the WLBB Community Voice on News Talk 1330, FM 106.3, streaming live online at Newstalk1330.com. And this morning we're on the News Talk 1330 WLBB Facebook page. We are smack dab. Uh, well, I guess we're not smack dab. But, well, election season, I guess we can call this election season. There's campaign going out there. I know early voting starts a week from this coming Monday. You got three whole weeks of early voting, so um, you may start to see a lot more advertisements out there and hear uh, advertisements on the radio as they uh, talk about Election Day, which is coming up November 7th. Now, locally, we've uh, on our Community Voice programs, we're trying to bring in as many guests as we can that are campaigning, uh, Villarica, Carrollton, maybe even Whitesburg, uh, some races in Harrelson County, Temple. So I uh, hope you can check out the Newstalk1330.com website if you have questions about uh, your ongoing race this morning. My guest was elected mayor of Carrollton in 2019. She took office in January of 2020. And she is seeking uh, re-election this fall. Early voting, again, begins in a little more than a week ahead of Election Day, November 7th. Betty Kaysen is being challenged by uh, former Mayor Walt Hollingsworth. So that's going to be an interesting, um, you know, when you look at the ballots there again, it's going to be the same as it was four years ago. But uh, maybe your name's on top this time. Maybe that's how it works out. I think it's formally alphabetically, so my name will be on top last time I got you. Very cool. America's sweetheart, Betty Kaysen. On our uh, our uh, program this morning, so let me put it out there. Um, give us the best of Betty Bio to start out with. <laughs> well, I grew up in Bowden, uh, attended county schools, um, and I went to work for the city of Bowden right after high school. Worked during the day, went to school at night, and um, I was there for about seventeen and a half years. So in Bowden, not in school. In Bowden. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? I, you never get too old to go to school, and I continue to go to school just to keep informed and know what's going on. Uh, and when um, I decided in, in 1996 to run for Carroll County Probate Court Judge, Judge Wilson was retiring. So I served as county uh, probate court judge for 22 years, and then I retired, and I then ran for mayor of the city of Carrollton. So I have really worked hard um, to stay informed and work with the citizens and know what's going on in our community. And um, I think our best asset is our citizens. And so we, I work very hard to make sure that I can bring to them every opportunity that, that possible. So. Three daughters, three grandkids, right? We want to leave them out. Oh, and, and a husband. And a husband, yeah. yeah. Um, what role does the mayor play in the city of Carrollton? What, what's the job? And because there are charters out there for different cities, municipalities, and, and they do vary a little bit. What is the actual role for mayor? The actual role of mayor is the chief, chief executive officer of the city. Uh, and then it's to preside over the council meetings. Um, the mayor and council sets policy. And then we have a city manager form of government that implements the policies. And then the department heads, um, we s work on our city ordinances, trying to keep them up to date uh, because the ordinances is what governs our city. So um, that is a very important thing because that affects a lot of things mm -hmm. in, in our city is the city ordinances. What does, what does the charter say about, about you voting? The charter says that I can vote. Mm -hmm. um, I vote during a tie, so I can vote on, you know, anything that comes along, but I just, I, I feel like I represent the whole city, and then we have council members that represent each ward. So I feel like the council members living in those areas um, pretty much know what their citizens want and what they feel is best for their part of the community. 
and um, you know, most of the time, our um, votes are unanimous. We've had a couple of occasions. Uh, we've had. I think I have broken a tie twice. I've got one of those here that I'll dig up in a second okay. that you did break a tie recently. Is that, um, I mean, do you not think it's beneficial or would help be helpful to vote more so people know exactly what you're thinking about that? Even though, I mean, but you're right. Yeah, it is unanimous. Yeah. A lot of times. Well, you know, I support our camp council members, you know, and like I said, if they think it's best for their, their area or their citizens, and, you know, I have to say our council members take into consideration what's best for the whole city. So I have a lot of trust in their opinions. Betty Kaysen, Mayor Betty Kaysen, City of Carrollton, our guest on this morning's Community Voice Program, seeking re-election. Uh, November 7th is Election Day here uh, locally. Do you remember your campaign issues four years ago, which you came out? Because, you know, you get that same list of generic questions. You know, <laughs> what do you hope for the city? What do you seeking? You know, all that stuff. What do you, do you remember what those were? I do. I remember one of my top priorities was beautification uh, because I think, you know, you get one chance to make a first impression on people. And when I don't think people realize how much tourism we have here in Carrollton mm -hmm. and how many people come in. So beautification was one of my top goals. And I hope people have been able to see the improvements that we've made over the city in the last four years. So you feel like there's a check in that box? Uh, well, it's ongoing. Ong yes. there's, yeah, there's something yes, that you can Yes, but I do that feel that we have, made, we have made great strides right. in improving our so are there the things that maybe that you've learned you know not to say you didn't know what was going on in politics but things that you had learned about the city of Carrollton that you may not have expected or uh, maybe your, your opinion was changed in the last four years well you know housing um, homelessness mm -hmm. um, affordable housing those issues were not as prevalent when I took office as they are now and I think that has contributed to several things. One thing is COVID. Uh, when COVID hit, um, people weren't able to work, and you know a lot of people lost their houses. A lot of people uh, weren't able to pay their rent. And you know we have people who have found out that they can work from anywhere, so they have moved yeah. here because of the cost of living um, and affordability. And so I think. That is one thing that, you know, two and a half months in uh, office, I got hit with a pandemic. And that's one thing that I don't, I can't remember any mayor having to go through. Prior anyway, yeah. Prior anyway, yeah. Prior anyway, yeah. <laughs> well, you brought up COVID. How much, how much COVID money did Carrollton end up receiving from the federal government? Uh, I, well, you know, it's, it's hard to say how much we received. Um, I know it was right at... Uh, 10 million and then we got reimbursed for some first responder salaries that were um, had to go out and do extra things mm -hmm. and just trying to keep people working overtime and that kind of thing so we did get reimbursed for some of those salaries w with the 10 million dollars where did that go with things I mean because I, mean, I know there were stipulations on what yes, you could use yes. and, and, and I hate to see that when they say well you got to spend it by this time or, or you lose it you know, when they say that, I mean, do you feel like you're forced to spend that money or do you feel okay giving it back? You know, it's not going to put a big uh, decrease in, uh, you know, the overspending on the federal level, but. Right. Well, a lot of it was used for COVID supplies, reimbursing the city for COVID supplies that we, you know, gave out. Uh, we spent a million dollars on that on mental health 
And um, I think that's probably one of the most beneficial uh, expenditures that we made. I mean, w I feel, feel like that all the expenditures we made were beneficial. Well, I think it's well known you're a big proponent of uh, Yes, yeah. yes, because um, there, there has been, I mean, there's all kinds of statistics out there about how COVID has affected people uh, with mental health issues. Uh, we have spent some of the money on um, our first responders. We spent some money um, with a partnership with our local school system. And oh, off the top of my head, I can't think of. Um, I'll have to get all my fact checkers, yeah. all the 15 <laughs> fact checkers we have back in the back. But, yeah. but, but you're comfortable with the way it was um, Oh, yeah. Spent. Yeah. I think the money was spent for the benefit of our community. And you mentioned homelessness. What What is the... What is the city's? Is there an ordinance? Because and I think about that because Villa Rica maybe in the last six, seven, eight months had to put one together because they had concerns and yeah. you know and they're right on I twenty right uh, yes so that may may have affected them in a different way but it's Carrollton have well one? yes well no we don't have an ordinance against homelessness but we do have uh, you know we try to work with people but I mean everybody has homeless people and um, we our West Georgia uh, Foundation Community Foundation and some of our local churches is, and went out into some of our extended stay hotels and have gone out into the community to actually try to reach out to some of these people that are homeless and to, to try to help them. Um, you see a lot of it in the extended stay hotels, mm -hmm. but in finding some of these extended hotel people, uh, our citizens, not people, but, um, you know, a lot of it is some of them are just, happy with content where they're it, living yeah, yeah very yeah. content with where they live and what they do um so you know who are we to say that this is not the lifestyle mm -hmm. they want to choose but on the other hand uh we have a lot of um our nonprofits who try to help these people and um a lot of these people are suffering from mental illness mm -hmm. and a lot of these people have uh, substance abuse issues so um we have worked really hard to try to help as many of those people as we can. Well, you were part of that, uh, the group that did the, um, the survey, I guess, with Carol, uh, the West, West Georgia, Georgia Foundation. Yeah, that yeah. went, you know, checking out yeah. all the um, extended stays. Can they vote? Are those, can, I mean, can they consider that a permanent residence to where they can vote in Carrollton? Mm, I'm not sure about that. 841 right now. We're going to take our first break. Uh, Mayor Betty Case and our guest on this morning's Community Voice Program seeking re-election. Again, we are on the News Talk 1330 WLBB Facebook page. Any questions or comments, please post those up there, and I will share them if I can read them all uh, when we come back in this next segment. Community Voice brought to you by Tanner Health System in Oak Mountain Academy. The Entrepreneur Scholar Journey at Oak Mountain Academy is designed to provide students with a clearly defined curriculum-based track to acquire essential knowledge and skills for success in business and leadership. Critical areas include identifying entrepreneurial characteristics, selecting a value position, and business model development. I'm Patrick Uran, head of school, inviting you to journey with us on the mountain. For more information, visit us at oakmountain.us. Discover your journey at OMA. Prepare, explore, and achieve. Health is a journey. It's making better choices, even when it's not easy. It's taking care of yourself and the people you love. At Tanner Health System, we're there for you with every step, with primary care, heart care, cancer care, women's care, orthopedics, surgical services, and so much more. We're dedicated to helping you live and feel your best. So let's get on that journey to health. You've got places to be for many years to come. Find us at Tanner.org. 
843, welcome back to the WLBB Community Voice Program. My name is Colin Worthington. My guest this morning, Betty Kaysen, Mayor Betty Kaysen from the city of Carrollton seeking re-election. Election day is on November 7th. Again, I encourage you to go to the News Talk 1330 WLBB Facebook page, post any comments or questions during the show. I mean, right now it's uh, 843. I know a lot of people like to post stuff after the show, maybe not realizing it's uh, not live anymore. But, yeah, get something on there, and I'll make sure that I share it with our guest. So far, a gentleman named Dan Dixon, and he's got hashtag bring Betty back. So, um, yeah, share it with us uh, this morning. Otherwise, you're stuck with my questions, <laughs> Carrollton. All right, Betty, let me bring this one out. Okay. All right. September 1st, Governor Kemp and members of Georgia General Assembly, you were part of a, a group, of, um, group of mayors, at least from what I see, there's four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, that uh, sent a letter to uh, Kemp and Georgia General Assembly and um, suggesting that we seek continued enhancement of behavioral health supports and funding. A level playing field for background checks that include all purchases or transfers and we're talking about um, guns. Uh, um, guns and I and I can go through all this but I think mm -hmm. some people were you know offended uh, you know, people who are uh, not that everybody's not pro second amendment but I think some people were offended like that and felt betrayed or something but what, okay. what's what, what was behind this letter what was behind that letter was the fact of not gun control but keeping guns out of the hands of criminals uh, and gun violence. I mean, when you turn on the news every day, you hear about someone being killed. And these are not, these are our children. These are our family members that maybe have no, no involvement with the people that are shooting. I mean, innocent people are getting killed every day. And that is what we're talking about when we're talking about gun violence. I am not against anybody having a gun as long as they are legal. And I mean, I grew up sleeping under my dad's shotgun, okay? I've always been around guns. My husband's a hunter. My husband has a gun. I don't have a problem with people having a gun to protect themselves, but I do have a problem with the criminals having guns. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, whether, and I know people take that the wrong way, but it's just one of those things. I mean, when people talk about guns, you know, I want to say, look at Rob Holloway, one of our best of the best out trying to protect our citizens. And look what happened to him. Now, and those people that were involved with that were not law-abiding citizens, okay? They were out to destroy our citizens. They were out to destroy people. Clearly they had no care in the world. I mean, None yeah. whatsoever. No appreciation for life. No appreciation for my children, my grandchildren, your children, anybody's grandchildren. I mean, just think of how many people could have been killed that day because of a gunfight. And, I mean, you know, this is the kind of things that when we sent this letter to Governor Kemp that we were talking about. We're not talking about, um, you know, teaching your child gun safety. We're not talking about you going hunting. We're not talking about you having a gun in your house for protection. We're talking about crime. We're talking about innocent people being killed every day. Did you get a lot of feedback on that? 
You know, I really haven't. Um, I mean, I didn't even know there was. I'm gonna be honest. I didn't know <laughs> until about a month ago. Yeah, so. uh, you know, I'm sure there are some people offended by it, and they think that you know I'm for taking away their rights to gun, and that's not true. I mean, I was the probate court judge for 22 years. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. issued thousands of gun permits, and what this does is it makes sure. <laughs> well, we tried to make sure that the wrong people didn't have guns. I mean, if, you know, if they were criminals. And and the other thing is, is I know sometimes people get things on their criminal history. I helped so many people clean up their criminal history because when employers, and I, I won't ever forget this young man, I felt so sorry for him. When I got his background check and was going over it, and there was a charge on there. And um, so, of course, I called him in because it would have prevented him from getting his gun permit. And um, he said, Judge Kaysen, he said, you just don't know how much. He said, that was dismissed and should have been taken off my criminal history. And he said, that explains to me. He was a college graduate, okay? He said, that explains to me why I have missed out on jobs. He said, I have been. So he didn't know about it before? No, he didn't have any idea that that was Mm -hmm. not taken off his criminal history. So, you know, he said, I would be the top three applicants. And he said, and I would be very qualified and not get the job. And he said, now, this is explaining why I didn't. So we would get those records expunged. And our local uh, police department uh, and DA's office and solicitor's office are working to help people get their criminal histories cleaned up. Did bring up guns. This reminds me of a situation that we had in uh, downtown Carrollton, July of last year, I believe. Time right now is 8:48. By the way, uh, this is the first segment of the story I'd written. Probably wrote about five different ones on it, but I'm going to say this is either July or August of last year. Carrollton Mayor Betty Kaysen tells WLBB Radio that city officials plan to meet with local restaurant owners in the coming days to discuss protocols for their employees to follow when faced with similar activity that occurred prior to the fatal shooting of an 18-year-old Carroll County woman early Saturday. You'll recall that uh, shooting last year and. Uh, you know, shook us all locally, and you know, it was a national story as well. So you did have that meeting. Oh, yes, we did. Protocol. Yes. And the discussions there, do you have to continuously do that as employees change? And are those rules binding, any kind of protocol that, that you guys put in place? Oh, yes, they are very binding, okay. and we make sure that they're mm-hmm. enforced too. Okay. And, and if we know that they're not being enforced. Yes. We and the allegation is that maybe some employees of a restaurant did not uh, respond when they could have suspected yes. that something Yes. Uh, could yes. have uh, entered people outside of the restaurant. Yes, and I have spoken with that young lady's parents several times. Yeah. And, um, <clears throat> you know, that. And, and the thing about it is, is the loss of life and then the impact that it has on that family and her siblings. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I, I just, I mean, it, it just breaks my heart. And, you know, how do you tell somebody that a beautiful young had her whole life in front of her, uh, was enrolled at the University of West Georgia, was a model student at that at Mount Zion High School. How do you tell that parent, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry that, that your child is gone? I mean, you know, how, how did, and as a parent, I cannot imagine that happening. To a lesser extent, I mean, you, you obviously, you touched on the most important <laughs> thing there uh, with that, but to a lesser extent, I mean, it does put, does impact the city as a whole and people who want to come to the city. And, and again, you, please don't comment on it. Let me be the one that takes all the, the mean <laughs> shots for that. But, uh, you know, real, realistically.
Time right now is 8.50. We're going to take our final break and uh, come back with about eight minutes with Betty Kaysen, Mayor of Carrollton, seeking re-election. Community Voice brought to you by Tanner Health System and Oak Mountain Academy. Oak Mountain Academy is an innovative school of academic excellence celebrating a 61-year legacy. I'm Patrick Uran, head of school, inviting you to join us for our annual fall festival. On Friday, October 27th at 3.30 p.m., join us at the OMA gym for food, fun, and fellowship. Costume, games, raffles, and competitions are just a few of our fall festival exciting activities. For more information, visit us at oakmountain.us. Discover your journey at OMA. Prepare, explore, and achieve. Health is a journey. It's making better choices, even when it's not easy. It's taking care of yourself and the people you love. At Tanner Health System, we're there for you with every step, with primary care, heart care, cancer care, women's care, orthopedics, surgical services, and so much more. We're dedicated to helping you live and feel your best. So let's get on that journey to health. You've got places to be for many years to come. Find us at Tanner.org. All right, 852, welcome back to the WLBB Community Voice Program. Uh, my guest this morning is uh, Betty Kaysen, Mayor of Carrollton. Christy Chastain, check it in. She says she loves that E major card holder on my cell phone. Thank, <laughs> thanks to Josh. Josh and his wife uh, got that for me, so thank you, Christy. Um, again, wrapping up our program here with uh, uh, Betty Kaysen. We had mentioned one of the times you did vote and uh, had to break a tie yes. uh, for the city of Carrollton. This seems like it's going to be a pretty big project. Um, yeah, I'm going to read the story again. Carrollton Mayor Betty Kaysen this week breaking the uh, tie among city council members, resulting in the city approving an annexation of, and rezoning request from Culpeper Development, which would allow the group to take another step towards building a 330-unit apartment complex beside 20 acres of commercial out parcels on the east side of Highway 166 bypass near the intersection with Cedar Street. Um, that was tied. Council was tied on you know allowing this project. What were the concerns, and then why did you end up favoring that? Well, you know, we, Colin, when you say the word apartment, everybody goes back to the 1960s and 70s and thinks about how apartments look and what they were. And then also, you know, not in my backyard. We, we all deal with that. But this is something that we have worked very diligently on. We have brought in consultants to tell us about housing trends and how housing trends are changing. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, everybody, uh, well, and you know, we've got um, the baby boomers, we've got uh, your, um, and I, I can't remember all these acronyms, but your young families, and then you've got your Generation X, and now they've come up with a Generation Z or, you know, whatever. But, you know, people are retiring and they don't want the 3,000 square foot house anymore according to statistics. And then you've got a small group of your young families uh, that still want uh, a neighborhood house and a, and a place for their children to play, and that's fine. And then you have the generation X and Z and G and whatever else that are our young professionals, and they want housing that they can come in and you know enjoy their day after they've worked hard all day have the amenities uh, be able to um, not have a yard to keep up because on the weekends they're ready to go and do and play and and even our baby boomers you know on the weekends now go out to our athletic fields and see who you see there playing pickleball yeah well <laughs> that you play in pickleball but they you they're supporting their grandchildren and because of people able to travel now and do things that you know a lot of people used to were not able you know we have to stay abreast 
of what people need or what people want. And that's one reason. This was an ideal location, I felt. Now, it's it's south. It could be south. Or I'm sorry, north of the bypass. Yes, it's north of the bypass. It doesn't really back up to large residential areas. It's pretty much open land it, right is now. Is it attached to the cross? I'm I sorry? Th- is it attached to the cross then? Is that what it is? It's that big cross up there at the corner of Bankhead? No. Okay, because no. Cedar Street's involved, but it's across. Well, Cedar, Street, Cedar Street runs into the bypass, right. okay? So it's across the bypass okay. from Cedar Street. Okay, and the other part that I looked at was the fact that it is on the bypass, mm-hmm. and it's on Highway 61, and both of those are four-lane highways. So getting people in and out would be much easier than if we put somebody over um, – you know, on one of the other like streets. Like the one near Central um, High School yes, that you yes. guys did turn down. Right. We did turn that one down because you've got high school, you've got school activities, you've got, you know, the hub of our, a lot of our retail is there. And getting people in and out, I mean, you know, you think about 300 apartments, you think about that's, you know, 600 cars or, or more. Mm-hmm. And, you know, getting those people to where they need to go. And the other good part about that is that there was retail with that. So it was a mixed-use development. So we would be bringing in new restaurants, uh, the possibility of a new grocery store. And so that would alleviate some of the uh, traffic issues maybe that we're having other places because, I mean, you know, we have... Yeah, yeah, we don't think... I don't don't consider that anyway. When you do that, you are kind of pulling... Yeah, yeah. And then these people uh, that do work out of town, which we are very blessed here because... We have the highest retention rate of employees that live in Carroll County and in the city of Carrollton. I got about three minutes, Betty. I don't know what question I want to ask you just because, I mean, you could <laughs> elaborate on it um, a lot. Let me ask you this one. Okay, decision to put on whole recyclables about a year and a half ago, and I believe that was based on the fact that need employees and that maybe it was kind of putting the, a little budget in the red. But I would say for some people, recyclables, it's it's worth it in the end to lose a little bit, you know, when you're thinking about the world as a whole. That's exactly right. It had nothing to do with the cost of recycling. Okay. Okay. What it had to do with, after COVID, uh, we could not get employees. And, I mean, we're not unique. I mean, it's, it's a nationwide. I mean, you know, you, you ride around anywhere and you say, we're hiring. So we were down about 14 people at that time in our public works, which that's where our sanitation falls under. So we had to make a choice. You know, do you not want your garbage picked up? Do you not want your debris picked up? You know, you know what is, you know, what is one of those things that we could, where there's other resources for people to be able to recycle? I mean, yeah, and it has nothing to do with the cost. It was the simple fact that we didn't have enough employees and we made a decision that that is one of the services that we could cut for now and we people still had the um, facilities to go and take their recycles to 859 right now do you have any events coming up or do you want to promote a website uh, Facebook page or anything I just want people to go vote on November nice? 7th how many people could how many people are registered <laughs> to vote in Carrollton um you know, Colin, I don't really know. Let's say at least ten thousand. I mean, <laughs> yeah, 10, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I hope there's more than 10 because I got more votes than that last last time. time? But I just, again, I want to say I appreciate our citizens. I appreciate everything that people bring to our city. And uh, it's been wonderful serving as the mayor of this great city. And I hope that people will go vote November 7th and I will get to uh, serve the city for four more years. Betty Kaysen, Mayor of Carrollton, our guest on this morning's Community Voice Program. Walt Hollingsworth, the challenger. Former mayor, challenger, will be on the guest, I believe, in a couple of weeks, and we'll keep you posted on that. Uh, he'll be sitting right here. Community Voice has been brought to you by Tanner Health System and Oak Mountain Academy. Time right now is pertinent near 9 o'clock. Stay tuned for uh, news. And then uh, Glenn Beck is on the air. Have a great weekend, everybody. National headlines and the local stories you care about. WLBB, Carrollton, News Talk, 1330, FM 106.3.